Well, today we're going to put a pause on our series, Good News for All, because it's Harvest Sunday here at our church. We've been taking up a collection for Food Bank, and we are just so thankful to how God has blessed us, and we want to be a blessing to those in need around us. And as I was thinking about Harvest, as I've been praying, the Lord has laid this word on my heart, and the title of this message today is, This Includes You. We're going to be basing ourselves today in Matthew chapter 9, and we'll read verse 35 to 38 together. This is what it says. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest, Ask him to send more workers into his fields. You know, as a church, we are part of the Assemblies of God denomination. And I get the great privilege every few months of meeting up with other AOG pastors. And, and we met up a few weeks ago down in a church in Bridgend. And it was a great time to connect together. We had fellowship together. And we also spent a few moments praying and, and just sharing what God has been doing in and through our churches. As we were going around the group, we came to one of the local pastors who's actually based in, in one of the churches up the road from us. He's not currently ministering, but he began to share how he's recently downloaded this app, this app from a, an organization called The Joshua Project. Now with this, this app, he gets daily prayer requests to pray for unreached people groups. That's, this is what this Joshua Project is all about. They they highlight different unreached people groups, people who have never heard the gospel in the world, and, and they send it through this app, and every day they encourage people to pray for this group, to pray for this place, that people would have an opportunity to share about Jesus. And he said that earlier this week, he earlier that week, he'd had a, a message to pray for this place called Laos, which is in Africa. He said that the gospel there, if the gospel is preached, he said, then the people would come under severe persecution. He said that they had their houses pulled down, their lives are destroyed, and they could end up facing death, and they could end up being thrown into prison if they found out to be followers of Jesus. It's an extreme situation in this place. And, and he went on to say that in that area, in Laos, only 2% of the population are actually Christians. This is what makes it an unreached people group. He said as he began thinking about this and praying about this, he, he, thought, he felt the Lord prompt him to start looking at our Canon Valley. And so he worked with the pastor whose church he's currently based in and, and together they began to do some research about our area. You know, in the Canon Valley where we are based, we are based in Aberama, but in, in the Canon Valley, they worked out that there is about 15 evangelical churches and and they worked out on average that each church has about 30 people attending. Now, I know some churches are bigger, some churches are smaller in that area. But on average, there's about 30 people who are Christians who are born again. Now, they realize that there are obviously Christians who are unable to attend churches, maybe due to illness, maybe due to work or family situations. And there are also Christians in our valley who travel outside of our valley to go to worship the Lord, they based in other churches in the cities. But, but you know, they said overall, after working this out, and considering the fact there's about 65 to 70,000 people in our valley, they said the results of their findings was quite staggering. They worked out that, that in total, 
our kind of valley is 0.75 Christian, 0.75% Christian around that. We are un, under 1% Christian in our Canon Valley. You know, when he began sharing this, it was almost like God just began stirring my heart. There was a, a burden on my heart that we technically here in Wales are classed as an unreached people group. It's shocking, isn't it? You know, as I began to think even of our community, Abraham, there are 9,000 people or thereabouts living in Abraham. There are three evangelical churches in this area and you know as I began to work it out we're probably just over that 1% of our community that we have reached with all three churches you know it's it's quite staggering really how unreached our areas are you know as we think about this passage of scripture here today in in Matthew chapter 9 Jesus he encountered this problem as well wherever he went as he was ministering and preaching there were unreached people people who had never heard about Jesus the good news of Jesus and the kingdom of God. And we read it again there, Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. You know, everywhere that Jesus went, he was surrounded by people. You know, many wanted different things from Jesus. Some wanted healing, some wanted a resurrection, some wanted a deliverance. But Jesus recognized their deepest need. He saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. That they were going astray, they were lost, they were confused. And he had compassion on them. We think of all the different encounters that Jesus had with different individuals in the gospels. You know, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4, he, he could have lectured her on the, the evils of immorality. But instead, he looked and he saw her sin and he saw her spiritual emptiness and he appealed to her longing for God. He saw that deep down, she longed for God. She longed for a relationship with God. When Jesus encountered Zacchaeus, that that wicked tax collector, you know, Jesus could have rebuked him for his greed, for his theft. But instead, Jesus says in Luke 19 that he has come to seek and save that which is lost. You know, he could have despised him, but instead he reached out to Zacchaeus. When Jesus saw Mary and her friends weeping over the death of her brother Lazarus, you know, the Bible says in John chapter 11 that he groaned in spirit. He was deeply troubled. The shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. Although Jesus could have been, could have brought Lazarus back to life in a moment, he was still seized with grief and with pain and that that death had brought upon that family. You know, when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, it's amazing to think that he wasn't even thinking of himself, but he was thinking of his disciples. You know, when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, he, he said, if you seek me, let these men go and go. He was concerned about the welfare of his disciples. And even on the cross, we see Jesus' compassion for humanity, compassion for you and me. We see that on the cross, he concerned about the welfare of his mother, Mary, and he tells John to take care of her. Even praising and ask for forgiveness for his persecutors. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. 
Even that one thief on the cross who cried out in mercy, he had mercy upon him. It's obvious. Jesus cares about humanity. And Jesus cares about you and me. Whatever you were going through today, Jesus cares about you. And you know, as the people of God, we need to have this compassion for other people as well. Jesus' heart is for the lost. And that should be your heart and my heart as well. You know, there is a world out there who needs Jesus, who is longing for Jesus, who is desperate for Jesus. If we've seen everything, anything this week on the news to do with our country, the politics, it is in a mess. The government's in a mess. The economy is in a, me- in a mess. Our nation needs the great shepherd once again. And we as the people of God, we can tell this, the people around us about him. So what are we to do? There is a great need around us like it was for Jesus. There are people who are uh, a sheep without a shepherd. So what are you and I to do? Well, Jesus tells us to pray. He says to pray. He says to pray for laborers. That's his specific prayer for us. He says pray for people who will go into the world and tell others about Jesus. We need to pray for laborers here in Abraham, in Aberdeen, in the Cannon Valley. Our nation needs laborers at this time. You know, as I began thinking about this, I began to wonder, and I felt God prompt me with this. What if the answer to our prayers is actually you and me? What if we are the answer to our prayers? You know, in the Old Testament, there was a man named Nehemiah. He he wasn't a priest, he wasn't a prophet, but he was he had a genuinely touched by, by a need. He was touched by the needs of the lost. He, we see that while his city was in, in captivity in Babylon, Jerusalem was in, in captivity. We see that Nehemiah, he was serving the king. He was a cupbearer and he heard about the destruction of Jerusalem. He heard how the walls lay in ruins and, and he knew that society had broken down. People's homes and lives had been ruined and destroyed and that they'd been destroyed by the pagan nations around them. And so Nehemiah was burdened by this need and he began to weep. And then he realized, he said, look, I'm only a layman, but I can make a difference. I can make a difference here. I can actually step in. I can pray for God to do something, but but what if God wants to use me? What if I'm part of the solution? And so he offers himself to go and lead a group of people to rebuild the walls. And he asks God to help him in this endeavor. And, and God does. God blesses him. God begins to guide him. God begins to provide all the resources that he needs. The king allows him to go back to rebuild the walls. God opens up this door. As, as Nehemiah said, here I am, send me, Lord. God answered his prayer. And you know, as we see this great need around us in our community, in our valley, in our nation, God wants to use you and me. So often we're good at praying for laborers. God, send that person. Lord, send that person into my workplace. Send this person into my family situation. But what if God wants to use you? I believe he does. God wants to use you. You might say, well, you know, let the preachers do the preaching. Let the evangelists do the evangelism. Let them go and share about Jesus. Let the professionals go and do it. You might say today, you know, I'm just an ordinary person. God can't really use me. But you know, God has placed you in that family because he wants to use you to reach your family. God has placed those friends around you because he wants to use you to reach those friends. God's placed you in that street to reach your street. You can reach them. In Matthew 28, Jesus says, to all his disciples, not just to a few, not just to the pastors, the teachers, the prophets, the evangelists, to all followers of Jesus. He says, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples. 
There are people who need to hear the good news of Jesus right now. Jesus says the fields are white and harvest. In other words, people are ready. People are looking. People are desperate. And I know our nation is as well. There are people in our communities, on our doorsteps, who are longing, who are looking, who are searching for an answer, looking for something to satisfy them, fill that void in their life. And we know that it's only Jesus who can do that. And God is calling you right now. He wants you and me to make a difference, to be a part of all that he is doing. Matthew 9 again, verse 38. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Notice what Jesus said there. He didn't say pray that we might have more observers, more spectators. No, you know, the spectators are many. The complainers are many. The compromisers are many. The fair weather followers of Jesus are many. The lukewarm followers of Jesus are many. But the labourers are few. And so as we come to a conclusion today, I want to encourage you to join with me in making this your prayer. Lord, use me. Lord, here I am. Let it start with me. I'll be a labourer for you, Lord. Maybe you say today to the Lord, Lord, I don't know what I can do. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know what to say. You know, just like with that little boy who provided that, that five loaves and two fish to the Lord. As we present our little to the Lord, our little in the hands of God can become much. God can do great things with you and me. Watch what God can do with just a little. What did he do with that little boy's lunch? Well, he multiplied it. We read it in John 6, 8 to 13. You can read about it, how God multiplied it. And it was an overflow of it. It touched thousands of people. And he can take you and me to reach just one person, two people. He can use us to reach multiple people. Give him your gifts. Give him your abilities. Give him your time. Give him your talents. And say, Lord, it might not be much, but Lord, it's yours. I give it to you. Here I am, Lord. And you know, if you ask the Lord today to stir your heart and give you a burden for those who are like sheep without a shepherd, you won't be disappointed. You know, he may call you to be a missionary overseas to reach one of these unreached people groups. We may just call you and me to cross over the street. It doesn't matter. God wants to use you and me. And so today, let's spend some time and ask the Lord today on this harvest. You know, just don't ask the Lord and pray, Lord, send laborers, even though we do need more laborers in these areas. Say, Lord, I want to be a, user, a laborer. How can you use me today? Lord, I offer myself for you so that I can help reach people for your glory and for your kingdom. And maybe you're watching this today and maybe you were lost. Maybe you feel like a sheep without a shepherd. Maybe you were confused, hurting, broken by all that's gone on in your personal circumstance. Maybe you're filled with fear as you're looking at all that's going on in this world. Know that Jesus came for you. He is the great shepherd. He loved you so much that he gave his life up for you. He died to take the punishment of your sins so you could be reconciled to God, so you could be forgiven, so you can know God, so you can have a hope and a future, and also so that you could have eternal life. You can know Jesus today. And so I want to encourage you today. Let's pray. Lord, use us to be uh, laborers for you in the fields. Amen.